What the hell is wrong with people? Why are people so damn broken and difficult? We family, you know, we family. Can I talk to you for just a minute here? Listen, I understand life isn't easy. No one really has it easy. But I don't understand how someone can be so down, stay down, see a way out and then avoid that way out purposely. I'm single. I know. Breaking news. I enjoy being single and happy. I like my money. But sometimes the loneliness gets to me. Sometimes the house feels too large and empty. Sometimes I look over at the passenger floor seat, uh, floor, my passenger floor mat in my car, and I wish it had footprints on it. You know what I mean? The loneliness gets to a brother, honestly. And when I pluck a branch off that olive tree and extend it, it somehow pokes a hole in Pandora's box and all kinds of dark, ugly things fly out and land on my face. How can someone have such a pretty face and be so ugly inside? Huh? I mean, they're like an Aston Martin with an electric toothbrush engine. I mean, damn, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. Look, no one has it all together, but you got to have some level of balance internally. Everyone is battling something. But mother of pearl, why is everyone, everyone I've encountered broken? I don't, and I don't want to hear, oh, Corey, I feel the same way. No, you don't. Because if you feel the same way that I felt, you'd be calling me trying to put some footprints on the floor mats in my car. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I just attract broken ones. I'm not out looking for broken people. I don't claim to fix broken people. I'm not a people fixer. I don't want a project. I want a partner in crime. Every time I put myself out there, I get nothing but reasons to go back inside life ain't easy but but it ain't that damn hard neither i mean literally you wake up you work you play you sleep repeat right and that how it goes all that other stuff is just bull i'm frustrated i'm sorry to i'm sorry to open a show like this but it's just frustrated. I mean, in life, you take calculated risk. Some you win, some you lose. You, you, you take chances, some pay off, some cost. But you don't do things that just ruin who you are and then expect others around you to accept your ruined ass. <laughs> Hell no. I will abort your ruined, broken ass like a NASA launch. I text a buddy of mine a few weeks back. And I asked us, I asked him one simple question. I'm like, where are all the normal people gone? Is no one normal anymore? Does normal even exist? I was so at my wits end. I went to the library to see if the word normal was still in the Webster's. These, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. This snackable going to be a little different. It's got a little bit of different energy. I mean, freak on a stick. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just... I don't know, man. I'm just crazy. Or, or, or is everybody just I'm going crazy for all the crazy people. Hey, Twitter CEO, I'll take that uh, ticket off this planet now, please. Damn. 
Maybe I'll have a better chance with someone that has five arms, no, no nose and breathes CO2 gas and is so transparent I can see the last moon rock they ate for dinner. Only thing is, I'll have to figure out what exposed organ is the sexual organ. Hmm. Oh, yeah, this is Fat Guy Radio Show Snackable Season 2. More for you. Welcome to Fat Guy Radio Show Snackable Season 2. More for you. I'm your host, Corey Blaze. Fat Guy Radio Show Snackable is a series of one-on-ones with me on YouTube because I don't have enough to do. The show is done in segments. I make them up as I go. And if you know the words, feel free. All right, let's kick this shindig in the fourth gear with my fat fake take. I want to move out of my house just to move back into my house. Let me explain. I walk around my house every day. Everybody does. It's not cluttered or trashed, but I've accumulated what I think is a lot of stuff. Cool stuff, stuff that served a purpose at one point. But I've gotten to the point where I just want to move out, throw everything away and move back in with a fresh new start. I mean, like, have you ever felt like that? Like, I want to rent one of those. Um. One of those big industrial construction site trash trailers and just fill it with everything in my house, but my clothes, my bed and the appliances. You know, look, here are some of the things that I have in my house right now. They aren't in the way. They're just there. You know what I'm saying? Like an old friend of mine. Okay, an old friend of mine was planning on getting his own apartment. His grandmother offered him this beautiful brown leather love seat. But he had to take it like right then and there or she was going to throw it away or sell it or whatever. So he came to me and he asked me, he says, Corey, can you hold on to this love seat for a month or so while I get, you know, my apartment all worked out and everything? That was 10 years ago and I still have that damn love seat. I've tried to sell it on the now failed Craigslist. I've, I've tried to give it away on for free on the now failed Craigslist yet. That damn love leather love seat that doesn't match anything else in my living room is still in my living room. I sure as hell don't sit on it. When fat people sit on leather longer than five minutes, there's a suction created, sweats produced. It's not a good look. I also have a six seat dinette set that I've had for years. It was a it, it was pub table height, like the tall, tall table. Well, a few years ago, I took the table apart. And I cut the table legs down to normal dining table height. Then I took four of the six chairs and cut their legs to match the new table height. Now, for those of you that are tracking at home, that leaves two chairs that don't fit under this table anymore. They are just now sitting in a corner of my house. And one of the chairs, I put a fake plant on top of it, trying to make it into decorations. Just so much stuff. I have three dinette sets. A brown set, a black set, and a plastic set for my baby nieces. But I also get bi-monthly deliveries from the Zonda paper plates. I don't even use glass plates. And my baby nieces are no longer babies. All these dinette sets are still in the original boxes in my kitchen cabinet. I produced, a, I produced and directed an award ceremony for a nonprofit women's organization called Mama's House. I still have all my show notes and scripts from that event. That event, that was five years ago. 
the banker's box I used to pack up my office when I left the job seven years ago is still in my bedroom on the shelf. Oh, and the boxes. I've talked about this on Fat Guy Radio Show. If any of you remember, I have the original box for damn near everything in my house. Everything, everything. Wait, 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 wait. Am I a hoarder? Oh, my God. Somebody call A&E. I can't let anything go, but I still want to move out of my house and let everything go. Oh, my God. I'm a hoarding minimalist. When I moved in my house 15 years ago, I had very little. My clothes, a waterbed, a TV, and a futon. How in the hell have I gained so much stuff? How have I gotten like this? Now, wait. Now, wait. I don't want to give you all the impression that I'm living in squalor. That's not, that's not happening. I'm still OCD. I may have a lot of stuff, but trust me, it's still all organized. Oh, hell. I'm an OCD organized hoarding minimalist. It's getting worse. It's getting worse. I have a 10 foot water hose under my sink in my master bathroom. Why the hell do I still have a, a water hose in my master bathroom? Normal people don't have water hoses in their master bathroom. I have a pair of inline skates. Inline skates. Look at me. Nothing here is skating in any line. Like the detail geek on YouTube says all the time, I need to hit the reset button on my house. This is why I want to move out, throw everything away and start all over. I'm a mess. And my stuff. It's not a mess. Okay, let's transition with a video I can only title. We don't deserve dog. We don't deserve dogs, bro. All right, quick shout out to the parents whomever recorded that baby with the dog. Thank you for not laughing and narrating the video. So many precious moments are, are like that are ruined by stage mom and dad. You know what I mean? Giving the play by play. You know what I'm saying? Just capture the moment and let us enjoy it. Unlike this moment I'm about to bring to you now. Um, Look, <laughs> last week I was scrolling through TikTok on the toilet. Don't judge me because I know you do it too. And right before my legs were about to go completely numb, I came across a TikTok of CeeLo Green. Y'all know CeeLo Green, right? Does that make me crazy? Does that make me crazy? That guy. You know what I mean? So in this TikTok, uh, CeeLo Green is performing on a stage. Uh, the video was from a vantage point of someone in the front row of his performance. And... Uh, Peeped out what CeeLo Green was wearing. Take a look. CeeLo. No, 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 baby, no. From one big man to another, there are just some things we don't wear. And what you have on is an example of such. Look, you have on a tight, damn near see-through shirt with loose-fitting, flowing, satin-like pants, and it's all white. <sighs> I'm having flashbacks to the opening. Lord have mercy. People are going crazy. CeeLo, CeeLo, CeeLo. Who told you this was okay? Fire that person right now. They got to go. 
Whoever put this outfit in your trailer should be shot at gunpoint. We, as big men, do not wear things like this. No, we don't. Mm -mm. Now, I understand celebrities, you know, wear things that are unorthodox, but this right here, CeeLo, needs to go back in the box. Do you happen to pass by a mirror, any mirror, before taking that stage, CeeLo, and look at what you was wearing? You are CeeLo mother effing green, bruh. Sure, you haven't had a big hit, you know, since crazy in 2006. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Maybe, you know, F you in 2010. But still, bro, you're a 47 year old man and all white on the stage in front of thousands of people. You look like the state puff marshmallow man stum melted all over your body. This was not a good look. <laughs> it just, I had to stop. And watch the TikTok like four times. I guess the only thing we can be thankful for is that celebs don't often wear the same thing twice because we ought not see this get up no more. Look, I'm a big dude. I understand. And there are just, there are people out there that also understand big fellas can't wear everything. That's why companies like True Classic exist. They understand that big men can't wear everything, so they design clothes for a big man in our body contours. And if you ever want to know what a big man's body contour looks like, here's CeeLo. CeeLo, I love you, man. And I say this in love. Don't bring your chunky ass out on stage and something like that again. Go back to that gold drenched alter ego look. You rocked the Grammys red carpet in 2017. Remember that one? Where you look like a rejected alien from Star Trek The Next Generation. All right, all right. Love you, CeeLo. Sorry. Well, let's transition with what I can only describe as he had it coming. All right, man, my fat fake take is thick this week. All right, we continue on. Okay, I have a question. And from my research, I'm not the only one questioning this rising trend with men. When the hell did it become okay for men to wear hair bonnets? Not just to bed, but when they're out and about and in the city. Bonnets are, bonnets are typically worn at night to keep ladies' hair in place. But over the last year, bonnets have become like hats. Worn out of the house, Worn in the house, to the grocery store, to pick up the kids from school, dinner, whatever. They're everywhere. I bitched about women wearing these damn floppy bonnets on Fat Guy Radio Show a few months back. Hell, you, you, you even see babies sleeping with these bonnets on. And, and they barely, babies barely have hair. Now, as I'm on social media, it's the fellas now wearing these bonnets. I'm not judging the fellas for wearing these bonnets i just don't know why 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 i mean bonnets have been around since like what the late 14th century the original bonnets didn't look anything like the ones today so it's not a new thing to fashion but even back in the day a bonnet was considered a fairly crude headgear and I believe that's why the modern day bonnet was at first something worn in the privacy of your home. It's not something that was seen in public. It was considered like a part of a 
beauty regimen, like moisturizing before you go to bed. You know, today, bonnets are everywhere. Now, I personally, me, Corey Blake, I personally put bonnets in the same category. I put fluffy pink house slipper. Ghetto. When you see someone out and about in fluffy pink house slippers, they ghetto as hell. The only person that can get away with wearing house slippers outside is Big Mama. Because her ankles were probably swollen now. Bonnets are an indicator of wretchedness. I said it. They come with an instant attitude. Wretchedness equals attitude. So bonnets equate to a high level of attitude in any given situation. If you encounter a bonnet, if you encounter a bonnet wearer, prepare for battle. They will not be pleasant. It's simple math. Add it up. I did it with a calculator. Now the sack carriers are wearing and and rocking these damn bonnets. Posting them, wearing them all over social media. Fellas, you might as well be holding a 40, sagging your pants, and only buttoning the top button of your shirt because these things are making you look ghetto as hell too. You bonnet-wearing penis danglers are going to age. Y'all going to look back on these videos and these pictures and wonder what the hell you was thinking. You know what? I'm for a bonnet ban. A full and total federal ban on bonnets. No bonnets worn outside the house. It's not a good look. I mean, fellas, ain't you embarrassed? You know, it's like walking outside in just your holy drawers and socks. I'm going to say it. If you claim to be heterosexual, are you not slightly shook that bonnet wearing may challenge your strong heterosexuality? It's just not a good look on men or women outside the house out in Publix now I did come across a few few posts um, about men with dreads wearing bonnets and men with long hair or curly hair wearing bonnets to bed okay fine it's justified and mimics why women originally wore bonnets to bed but the operative phrase here is to bed these dreadheads weren't justifying wearing them as you would a baseball cap. They wore them as an aid, which they were originally intended to be. I just don't understand bonnets in general outside of the home. It's not a fashion statement. Well, it is. It says you ghetto inside the home. Look, when you inside your house, look however you want. Be comfortable. Wear a bonnet on your head, on your butt, in your sack. I don't care. Put two on your feet. But outside the house... It's just a badge of ghetto fabulitasticness. Okay. This show's got a weird energy. Let's check out this clip. Sorry, Studio Corey, but Green Screen Corey needs to pause the show because it's giveaway time. Now, before we get to this week's giveaway, it's time to look at last week's giveaway. Did you guess it correctly? Sorry, you got another chance this week's. Here's this week's new item. All right, now that you have this week's item, leave a comment down below with a month and year that you think that item expired, and then watch next week when the date is revealed. Now back to Studio Corey. 
Let's check out this clip captioned if Michael Jackson was a praise and worship leader. Let's crack this nut open for the first time this season. It's you're crying. I'm not crying. <sighs> All right. Normally, this segment consists of something tear jerkingly cute. I discovered on the Internet. But if you would allow me to take this in a bit of a different tear jerking path, if you will. I think a close friend of mine is dead. Let me set the stage. We all have that friend or friends that live a hard life. It may be drugs, alcohol, or just plain idiocy. But for whatever reason, their life is not normal or even close to normal. And my dear friend, and I call him my dear friend because he means a lot to me. My dear friend, Zachary, young cat, about 28 years old. I met him back in 2018. Funny about funny how we met, actually, for those of you that are historians of Fat Guy Radio Show, you know that I used to be against having a washer and dryer in my home. And uh, I figured, you know, the cost outweighed the convenience. So I used to go to a local public laundromat or or coin op, as some people may know it. Well, one evening I'm there and I'm doing laundry and in walks this skinny, emaciated looking rough around the edges country boy speaking with this thick ass southern accent you know and he was with another guy and they were there washing the clothes and they were just hamming it up i mean just making a scene in the entire damn laundromat and zachary and i met for the first time that night zachary was the skinny you know emaciated looking rough around the edges country boy i mean he was tobacco spitting spittoon cowboy boot wearing back heels of kansas country so that night we actually exchanged numbers, you know, for the first time meeting and we talked and and we, you know, got to know each other very, very well. And it was like the fastest I've ever gotten to know someone. It felt like we'd known each other forever. Some would say that, you know, we knew each other in past lives. Well, our friendship grew and it, and it grew. We got, you know, closer. We were just buddies. And then Zach Zachary um, ended up moving back home to El Dorado, Kansas, because Things here in Phoenix just got very, very, very difficult for him. Um, so he was forced to go back home. Now, as I mentioned, Zachary lived a very hard life and, I, and I'm not sure what all he was into. Honestly, I didn't want to know because I never wanted him to feel judged. You know what I mean? I mean, he looked at me as like I was this big fancy city guy whose life was all put together. I walked and talked nice. I, I was that guy. I was that kind of guy that would never befriend a country white boy from the backwoods of Kansas. Uh, you know, a, a kid that maybe has, you know, been in and out of the legal system, etc. You know what I mean? That's how he, that's how he saw me. You know what I mean? But, and, but the way that I saw him is that I saw beyond all of that. And I loved my friend. 
I mean, if you're a friend of mine, you 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 got to prepare to be to be loved on. So even after he moved back to Kansas, we kept in constant contact. I mean, talking almost every day, either on the phone or via Facebook chats. I kept tabs on him. He kept tabs on me. You know, we I mean, we just really became very close. And things didn't get much easier for him when he went back home either. I mean, he had it. Things fell apart for him here in, in, in Arizona. And then when he went back to Kansas, it. It just never got any better for him. But, you know, that that was that was the kind of life Zachary lived. That was the only way he knew how to live. So on September 1st, 2022, um, at 342 a.m., and I have the time and date stamp in my phone. September 1st, 2022, at 342 a.m., my phone buzzes and it's a Facebook message from Zachary. And it read, bro. Things not good. Please, if something happens, make sure I'm remembered. And then I reply, you know, almost instantly. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And I haven't heard from him since. His phone is off. All of his social media accounts have gone dormant. I mean, they're not deleted. They're still there. They're just dormant. No activity. I've sent messages to him for months. He always said he never had like any real friends until he met me. But I, I tried to reach out to a few of his Facebook friends and no one has heard anything from him since September. I mean, what the hell am I supposed to think after getting a message like that from him and then not hearing anything since September? And here we are now, what? Second week of December. I've spent hours online looking, putting his name in to find any news or blip of him. Look, I knew he had spent, you know, time in the justice system. So I called around to the local jails and the state prisons. No inmate by that name. I researched the orbits, nothing. The kind of life that he lived, he would be labeled as a John Doe if something happened. I still at least once a week search his full name online to see if something pops up. We were just so close, man. I knew his social, his birth date, his mother's maiden name, his middle name, everything. You know what I mean? His mother had passed away last year. He has a sister, but his, but they are estranged from each other. And I have no contact information for her. I, I, I found nothing. It's like he just slipped off the face of the earth. In that moment, back in September of 2022, look, I, I, Look, I know I'm not making y'all laugh right now, but I don't know what else to think other than him being gone, right? You know, when I think about the kind of life he lived and the struggles he faced, I mean, only rational, only rational outcome. I mean, I hate to think that, but there is still a part of my heart that remains hopeful that one day an unknown number will pop up on my phone and it will be him or my Facebook messenger will alert and it'll be a message for him or there'll be a knock at my door and it will be my, it will be my friend. I miss my friend. I miss my buddy. I miss my little countryman. 
We gotta stop. We gotta stop. Sorry. <laughs>